This podcast is for parents like you, navigating the world of neurodiversity with love and compassion. I'm a neurodivergent mother of three amazing neurodivergent children and a board-certified music therapist. Our mission is to create a supportive space where you feel understood, connected, and inspired. With practical tips, strategies, and resources, we'll help you and your child thrive in your unique way. Join us as we dive deep into the diverse world of neurodivergent individuals, exploring topics like ADHD, autism, dyslexia, sensory processing challenges, and more. We'll cover it all to empower, educate, and uplift both neurodivergent individuals and those who walk alongside them. Together, we'll create a world where every brain is valued and celebrated. We're excited to embark on this enlightening journey with you. We are your hosts, Samantha Foote and Lauren Ross, and this is the Every Brain is Different podcast. Welcome to the Every Brain is Different podcast. We are here with Jenny Coaches. And Jenny, will you please introduce yourself? Hi, um, I am Jenny Coaches, and I'm a mom of three twice exceptional children, um, ages 16, 12, and 8. My eldest was diagnosed with what was formerly known as Asperger's, and my 12 and 8-year-olds both have anxiety, OCD, and ADHD. I have been formally diagnosed with um, anxiety and chronic depression. But, you know, as the years have gone by and I've learned more um, about my children, I'm about 99% sure that I also um, have ADHD. And my husband is also neurospicy. So in 2016, um, I founded the Not So Formulaic Community for Christian Moms with Differently Wired Kids um, because I believe God gives curious, creative, intense children the exact mother they need to thrive. That's awesome. I love your neurospicy family because I have one too. Thank you. I get it. I think... My husband's not formally diagnosed, but yeah, no. the rest of us are. So yeah, yeah. He, he definitely has something going on. <laughs> no, no, we're all, I mean, no, we, we're not, um, he's not formally diagnosed either, but there's, yeah, mm-hmm. no, definitely something. So yeah. Yeah. And um, what is one thing you tell parents of neurodivergent kids? Uh, that nothing is permanent. Um, you know, not the decisions you make for school, not the seasons you're in, not the challenges you're currently facing. Um, I think when the kids were younger, um, and even sometimes still with my eight-year-old, it was really easy for me to feel um, as though we were going to be stuck in whatever pattern or difficulty we'd stumbled into. You know, and I don't like change, um, and I think that's the anxiety piece for me. And I was able to grow and become more flexible, I think, both in my thinking and my ability to be okay with the reality that, you know, first, Catholic school wasn't going to work for us um, with my oldest. Um, and once we were homeschooling, that homeschooling wasn't something we were going to do forever, you know, and then along those same lines, I had to remember that, okay, you know, this behavior or this struggle or this challenge we're facing or working on, et cetera, you know, that wasn't going to last forever either. Um, so like my oldest decided she wanted to try high school. Um, you know, she's developed a great set of coping skills and routines that have helped her succeed. Um, my 12 year old has really learned how to like manage her intrusive thoughts Um, and guard her heart from toxic situations in a way that I never imagined would be possible for her. And my little guy, like things are hard for him right now. Things are hard for me and him right now (laughs) because his asynchronous development is like all over the place. Um, But he's learning how to voice his needs and calm his impulses while staying true to himself. And so I think that's what I would say, that there are peaks and valleys and moments where you just hang out in a plateau and none of it really lasts forever. It's, you know, it's a matter of hope, um, of loving your kids and yourself for who you've been made to be and knowing that through it all, you have something to do and something to say that matters. 
um, you know, that nothing's permanent and that's okay. Yeah, that, that is great. Cause definitely nothing is permanent. Like you always go through things and you come out the other side. What would you tell parents who are in the thick of it? They're like, this is never going to end. This is going to be my life forever. I mean, I think it's hard to get out of that position because it's really all that you can see. Um, so one of the things that I try to encourage parents to do is to look for the good things. You know, it's, it's almost like Mr. Rogers, you know, look for the helpers, <laughs> you know, look for what's going well, look for, um, look for the little wins that you've had and celebrate them. You know, somebody sat down at the table for three minutes during dinner. That's huge. You know, if that's something that you're working on, that's something to celebrate. It was only three minutes, but that doesn't matter. You know, like there was, um, progress made there. Um, but also to understand that, like, you know, there is a difference between, you know, some things are non-negotiable, like personal hygiene, um, being able to treat other people with kindness. But then other things are just, you know, personality quirks or personal preferences. Like, um, you know, my son really can't stand socks. So we just don't wear them. You know, sure, his shoes stink, you know, but it's just like I've had to come to accept the fact that it's a sensory thing for him. And that's just the way it's going to be. Um, you know, so I think realizing that in the grand scheme of things, um, not everything is a major issue that there are some battles, you know, that you can fight because they need to be fought. And there are other battles where you can just let go because it's not a big deal. Um, you know, nobody's going to remember that, you know, 10 years ago, you're like, for, oh my gosh, my poor mother. This is why I think that I probably had something going on as a child because she was late for work almost every single day because I couldn't stand the seams in my socks. I could not stand it. And so we'd come in late and um, the lady would say, well, why are you late today? And I, my mom would just look at me and I would say socks, you know, <laughs> because I had to wear socks. I went to a private school, so I had to wear knee socks. Um, and it was just, you know, I, I think back to my poor mom doing all the things she had to do to like get me to school on time. Um, so I can, I can understand feeling like, you know, gosh, this is never going to happen. We're never going to make it there. You're always going to be late. Um, but it's not a matter of, I, I think it's, it's a matter of doing the best you can in the moment and then moving forward step-by-step, step, um, you know, as things progress and as time moves on. So, um, I don't know, I guess if I had to put it all kind of in a nutshell, um, you know, I would say just not to panic. You know, I feel like I'm quoting Hitchhiker's Guide for the, to the Galaxy, <laughs> you know, the whole like don't panic thing because it's, it's going to be okay. Um, it's not the end of the world um, and, and you can do it, you know. Yeah, that is great. I love what you said about um, just letting things that aren't necessary and their quirks or personalities just letting those things go mm -hmm. so like wearing not wearing socks um have you ever ran into people's judgment of that and what do you do with people who judge you like how do you not let that affect you it took a long time um especially with my oldest because she was a highly selective eater from day one um well, not from day one, but eventually um, she she was a very highly selective eater and, and still is to some extent. So I remember being at a um, when we were homeschooling, it was a gathering, an end of the year gathering for this co-op that we were in. And there was nothing there that my daughter was going to eat. 
So I was just like, you know what? She doesn't have to eat. It's okay. You know, everybody was sitting down having dinner. I pull, I think I pulled out a bag of something that I had brought that I knew that she would eat and set it down in front of her. And the lady across the table said to me, she was like, you know, she's never going to learn how to eat like a variety of different foods if you don't make her eat them. And I was like, yeah, well, we just don't do that. You know, and I remember going home and like perseverating it on it all night long. Um, but I eventually realized, like, I was making myself sick. I was like, I can't. Like, they don't. Their opinion doesn't matter. It has no bearing on my worth, my child's worth, um, our family's worth. And I was never going to see her again, probably. So, And if I did, I didn't have to talk to her. So it's, it's a matter of um, realizing that everybody has, you know, something. And most people... They may feel like they have something to say or they want to, you know, make a comment on how your family is or what's going on. Um, but it doesn't matter, like in the grand scheme of things, because, you know, they're not they don't really know what it's like to be in your shoes. And that's fine. So normally what I do is I just say, like, you know, OK, all right, I can handle this. And then I'll say a little prayer for them that, that they learn to you know, not be so judgmental. And then I just move on with my life because I, I can't. I mean, I'm 45. I've wasted enough time worrying about what other people think. You know, it's it's just something you have to let go of. So yeah, I love that. That is great advice. Um, I struggle. I still struggle when people are mm -hmm. like, "You shouldn't do that," you shouldn't, especially when it's family members. Yes, and they yeah. just they don't have neurodivergent kids, or right. they do, and they just don't really see it. And yeah. So I I still struggle with that. But that was great advice. So thank you. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for being on the podcast today. And sure. where can people find you? Um, you can find me on my website, which is kind of a mouthful. <laughs> it's www.notsoformulaic.com or um, jennycoaches.com. So. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope the discussion on neurodiversity has provided you with support, understanding, and inspiration. If you found our podcast valuable, please share it with others who may benefit from our insights and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Hit the follow button and let's keep exploring the fascinating world of neurodiversity. Click the link in our show notes to visit our website for a free download of three tips for a stronger relationship with your child.